before I get into a, an incredibly long homily, I want to take a moment and thank Jesus for our school. It's Catholic Schools Week. And uh, I want to thank you uh, for your great sacrifice to make it possible. It, and I know it's a cliche, but we couldn't do it without you. Um, we do it on your behalf. And what is it we do that just a few uh, dozen feet away from where we worship our Lord, we have kids who learn about the world God made and God. Uh, there's no separation of that reality. And uh, it's a great blessing that we have this gift. And so with all of my heart, thank you for your support of our school. And I pray that Jesus gives us tons more years uh, to have that place open and to help Jesus make some saints, huh? All right. So uh, <clears throat> 2011, I was at MSU and uh, Jesus went to school there, you may remember. And uh, I shattered my record for weddings in one year. I did 74 weddings in 2011. There were weekends I did four. There was weekends I did three. Uh, it was unbelievable. And I kept telling people, stop getting married. Uh, turns out that's not what Jesus was gunning for. But uh, be this as it may, <clears throat> what that means, if you have 74 weddings in 2011, that means that I heard today's second reading 73 times. Yeah? Um, there was one couple that didn't choose it, and we all talked about them behind their backs. Uh, it is the reading most people know. Uh, and when I meet with couples and, and we talk about what readings do you want, it's, quote, that love one. You know, love is. Yeah? Um, God forbid they know the Bible. We're, we're Catholic. Um, But in the end, I want us, that's what we're going to focus on today. Because last week, what we talked about was who we are. And this week, I think a lot of it has got to be, what do we do? Because since we were all ankle biters, we heard one of the first things we learned, God is love. And that's true. Uh, but where we keep running into trouble in our modern society is that we keep changing God to fit our definition of love instead of changing our understanding of love to match God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. When Paul wrote this passage, love is patient, love is kind, it's not jealous or pompous. He's not describing a concept. He's describing a person. A person he met on a road to Damascus. That Paul was on his way to kill more Christians when love appeared to him on the road and knocked him down. And when Paul met love, when he looked at the face of the person he hated, he saw patience, he saw kindness, he saw humility. That's what he saw. And he wrote it down for us. Love is a person. His name is Jesus Christ, guys. Jesus technically wasn't loving. Jesus is love. And so everything he did and said was love. And that's one of the reasons we worship him. 
think it's really important that we take some time then and stare at this passage or just go to a wedding. Uh, you'll hear it. And start maybe as a family, say, together, right? As a family unit to say, well, what do we need to work on to be more loving? And what's the first, this, this blows me away. Holy Deacon Denny and I were talking about this. What's the first word, right? What is love? And I wanted to do the lyrics to that song so bad, you guys. Is anyone? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is all my discipline. What's the first word Paul picks? Patient. Patient. Love is patient. Are you patient? Am I patient? No, not enough. And I, I think something that might help us when we struggle with impatience is to think of how insanely patient God is with us. I have so far to go. Yeah? I want to be a saint so bad. And I have so far to go. And as far as I can tell, he's not given up yet. He's not got frustrated or irritated. He just gently stood with me where I am and saying, next step, buddy, next step. And that blows me away. I would have given up on me. And I think of all the times in my life where I'm impatient with people and I can't help the feeling of impatience, neither can you, yeah? But we can help what we do with that feeling. No one needs to know we're feeling impatient. And what is patience? It's, it's the ability to endure inconveniences with a good spirit. It's a recognition that, and this is shocking, life doesn't revolve around us. It's a recognition that if I feel irritation, it's not necessarily a reflection that something's wrong with a circumstance. It's probably something wrong with me. Patience might be a big one. I know it is for me. When, when I started working on this homily, I'm like, dang it, you know, uh, I got to go after patience. And, you know, of course, I'm impatient with me working on patience. Isn't that funny? I, gee, I, I think we figured out why it's number one, haven't we? God is insanely patient with you and me. So we better be insanely patient with everyone we meet. We can do this with each word, and you're so lucky that I don't. Really, this could be a problem for all of us. I'll stick with patience just to give us an example. But when you get home today, uh, pray as a family and ask Jesus, which one of these do you want us to look at? Look it up, 2 Corinthians 12. Or first, sorry, I always do that. First Corinthians 12. Look it up. Look it over. Maybe as a family, we need to work on not being rude or seeking our own interest. Or maybe we need to work on kindness. Don't pick more than one. That's too much. We're broken people, right? Pick one. And then second, please don't try this by yourself. This is not something humans can do. This is something that Jesus, Holy Spirit, in you can do. And so make that effort, not just to identify what are we going to work on as a family to be more loving, but working on how are we going to pray for the Holy Spirit to help us. And, and you know, you probably heard me do this. Come, Holy Spirit. 
right? Come Holy Spirit. It's the thing that raised Jesus from the dead. And if it can do that, it can help us with patience, with kindness. Whatever it may be, we have a long way to go. And that's a good thing for us to know. Don't take that distance as a failure. Take it as a challenge. And know that wherever you and I are today, Jesus can use us and does. This isn't a matter of I'm going to get it together and then the Lord will use me. The Lord can use us right now. And the only way he can is if we commit to growing in love. And to recognizing that love isn't just, well, whatever. You know, I approve of everything. That's, that's apathy at best. And it could be hate. We have to love enough to draw lines. And to be interested in people getting to heaven someday. Besides us. And when it comes to that... I do want us to remember love trumps it all. Namely, if I need to correct someone and if I can't say it out of love, I need to shut my mouth. It's better to, to let God use someone else to help that person grow because believe it or not, the church got along fine without us. Yeah, It's better to let God use someone else to help that person grow than to have us take something as beautiful as the truth and use it as a baseball bat. In the end, the greatest act of love we had and have is this, yeah? That while we hated him, he loved us and he died for us. And it was all our fault. But what did he do? He said, no, no, it's my fault. It's all my fault. Take my blood. If we're not doing that, then the Christian's just a title. And we become like the people in the gospel, yeah? Jesus starts out, and isn't this a riot? He says all these wonderful things, and what does everyone, it says, quote, they were all touched by the gracious words that come from his mouth. Yeah? And then eight verses later, yeah, let's kill him. Yeah? Let's not be, you know, that, that, those people, those people are, are fans of Jesus. They dig his nice words. You know, way to go, Jesus. We're right with you. Jesus doesn't need more fans. He's got plenty of them. He needs followers. People who are willing to grab the cross and bleed. So Jesus, help us to grow in love every day and to never be content with where we are. And to swallow our pride and embrace his humility so that people someday, God willing, when they're standing at our grave and they're talking, they're saying things like, man, he was patient. He was kind. He was never inflated or rude or pompous. That's our goal, guys. Because that's how they describe Jesus. So let's make sure that's how they describe us. Amen? Amen. Okay.